We're here talking about the Streisand effect. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's, that's what <laughs> I thought you meant when you texted me earlier. No, today we're here talking about the Dunning-Kruger effect on Off Trail with Luke and Chandler. I'm Luke. I'm Chandler. And this is Off Trail. So a bit of a mix-up this morning when uh, Chandler messaged me about what we should do on the podcast. I thought he meant something completely different. Yeah, totally wrong. Uh, just different people. It's really all different names. Yeah. So... They're easy to confuse. Exactly. Yeah. You confuse people all the time. Exactly. But we're going to be talking about the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah. Exactly what that is, um, what it's looked like maybe in our situations and how social media affects that and how you can maybe take some steps to get over that and kind of push through it and avoid it. So yeah, should be a good informative episode for everyone listening at home. And if you are at home listening or watching this episode, be sure to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. It's the best thing you can do for us. We really appreciate it. We've had some pretty good growth lately. It's been awesome. Awesome to see. Um, But we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button as well. Like the video. Leave a comment if you want to leave us some feedback on this episode. Because, you know, we're talking about some psychology stuff. And who are we to talk about that? But uh, if you're listening to any of the audio-only versions that are out there, we want all major podcasting platforms. So go find us there. Leave us a five-star review, if you will, because we think we're really good because we really have no talent at all, you know? But that's just Dunning-Kruger effect for you. Exactly. So. How does this, does this have any correlation to like a Freddy Krueger effect? I don't know. Oh, it might. I'm not sure. But all I know, Bidos, from my time in statistics is that correlation does not equal causation. Well, there we go. That's all we need to know. So, I get none of us becoming Freddy Krueger today. So, Chandler, no. I'm going to hand it off to you here because you're the one that wanted to talk about this. I just asked you, hey, give me a photo topic that we can talk about. Yeah. And you texted me with this, whatever effect this is. And I want to kind of just pass it off to you. Introduce us to this topic and let us know what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So, the Dunning Kruger effect, um, it's something that I've kind of thought of, been thinking about a little bit over the last. I don't know, six months or so, um, I saw another photographer do a video kind of touching on it. And I was like, that's kind of an interesting concept. But basically, so the Dunning-Kruger effect, if you don't know, is, I'm trying to think of how to really explain this, but essentially, the less experience you have and the less things that you know about a topic, the better you think you are, or you know, the more experience you think you have than you really do. And kind of your confidence in your abilities a little bit higher than maybe it should be. And as you progress in that skill or, you know, whatever that, that topic or you know, we'll say photography, you know, it's like if the more you progress in photography, the more you realize you don't know much and you kind of, it, it's kind of a, uh, you start learning how much you don't know. And so then your confidence goes down and you start realizing like, I have so much to learn and I have so much that I can still get better at. So that's kind of the Dunning-Kruger effect, kind of in a nutshell. Um, you know, the, the newer you are, the more confidence you have because you know the basics and you know, you know how a camera works. So you're like, all right, I, I get depth of field. I get exposure. So like, I, I've got this. This is, this is good. This is easy. But then the more you start learning about photography, the more you realize, oh, there's so much more to this that I don't know. And yeah, it can kind of, kind of tinker confidence a little bit, but. Yeah. And, and this thing, this Dunning-Kruger effect, you know, applies to everything, not just photo stuff. Yeah. We're talking about it in terms of photography because that's something that we are heavily involved with Mm -hmm. and you know we've all gone through with photography so we can really talk about experience with it a lot um you know i think it's um it's something that's really important to understand because as you get into and again with anything you get into a new like uh hobby you know career passion whatever it is 
you want to make sure you're trying to grow in the right ways and continue growing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, if you go into it right away, you learn these few basic things, and now you think you're on top of the world, your growth gets stunted. Yeah. You kind of just like stay put for a long time, if not forever, if you never figure this out. Mm -hmm. But as you keep going, it's another thing. Yeah. You learn a couple things, you feel like you know too much, but once that door opens again, you're like, wow, there's actually a lot more here. It offers up more room for you to grow, yeah. which is like the the benefit of realizing where you're at. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, you almost fall into like a uh, an accurate understanding of where you're at skill-wise, um, which I think is really cool. And I think, you know, I, I've definitely dealt with this a lot through my entire, you know, my, through my photography career. You know, I got into it and I was like, oh, this is, I, I get this. This is pretty good. And I started you know, taking photos, posting it on social media and whatnot. And I got to a point where I, you know, like a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, where I was getting a lot of attention on social media. Yeah, you were. Yeah. And like, I was, I was just getting thousands of followers, one, you know, just after another. And he's so cool. So cool. Yeah. I had a couple reels that went really, you know, they, they popped off, went viral. He had just under a million views and all this. I was like, man, I am, I'm pretty dang good. And there's the, I had a little bit of a moment there where I was like, I've got this. Like he, I, he was feeling himself. I was feeling pretty good about, you know, things. But don't worry, and, I'm always here to tear him back down. Which is, it's... Me too. It's, yeah. it's my primary it's, function in life, to be honest. Dude, I, I love, by the way, just reading comments on, our, on the podcast. People oh, absolutely. Always, people are always like, man... They just put Chandler through the ringer. Every day. <laughs> every episode. It's not even just the podcast. It's every day. It's every day. Yeah, it's, it's all day, every day. Just trying to keep him humble. Yeah, yep. exactly. Because of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Exactly. Yes. Full circle. Exactly. So if you wonder why I get bullied, it's because I wouldn't of... call it bullying. That's a, that's a negative connotation. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It, being at the point I am now, looking back to that period in my life where I was taking those photos and I was getting a lot of attention. Like I look back at the photos that I was taking. I was like, man, I, I knew very little and I was not as good as I was thinking I was, you know, like, yeah, some of the photos, they still hold up. There's some of them that I, I have, you know, in my portfolio and stuff. Some of them I really like, but for the most part, I'm like, man, I really didn't really know what I was doing. And I was just kind of, I don't know. I don't really know what the word is for it, but like, I, I was just, not very good, I guess. Well, so. no, but I think there's something to this, right? It's, and I've seen the same thing in volleyball when I'm coaching. You know, as you're learning new skills, mm -hmm. you kind of stumble into a new field and you find some success and you may not have intended for it, right? Because mm -hmm. you look back at all those photos you're talking about and they are good photos. They're yeah. great photos. They're still better than a lot of what you see on a, on a daily basis, you know? Mm -hmm. But as you're, you're growing, a lot of what becomes like your success initially is kind of more like luck. Mm -hmm. It's you're trying things and you're just like, oh, you hit it this time, right? Yeah. yeah. And then as you go, you start to just realize what makes you hit that mm -hmm. more and more and you start to hone in on that. Yeah. But this is where you're, we're talking about with the Dunning-Kruger effect. You start to figure out what works and you're like, this is it. I'm doing it. I've made it, right? Mm -hmm. But there's more levels that you can go with it. And if you just get stuck in this one frame of mind thinking, I found what works, you're not going to take those other steps. Yeah. Where that's where, like you, this is again, a great example with you, across the entire time I've known you, you've always been learning more and more and more. Mm -hmm. 
And as you keep searching more things, you're like, oh, there's something here I could go. There's more out here I could grasp for, right? Mm-hmm. So you're trying some new things, and you start that whole cycle over again. Yeah. And that's really what we're talking about. It's, it's kind of like the idea of going up in, like, hills and valleys, right? You go up a little bit, you come back down just a little bit less. You go up more, and then you come down. Up more, and come down. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like a gradual process of give and take, you know, two steps forward, one step back, just to keep making progress in your work. Yeah. And that's one thing that I think is kind of cool about photography is – there is so much like there, there's, it's a really expansive field. And, you know, again, at this point, the really only experience that I had had was mainly in like landscape photography, you know, and a little bit of like lifestyle stuff here and there. But like I was, I hadn't even been doing commercial photography full time yet. And so I had this like little limited amount of knowledge. And once I started doing commercial work, I was like, Oh my gosh, there's so much, especially when you start getting into like, lighting for example and you know posing for like products and stuff and lifestyle shoot like there's there's so much in each one of those little spheres of photography then it's like oh my gosh i don't know anything you know and it's it makes it really fun and it's really exciting but it can be frustrating because there are those hills and you know i still go through it today even with landscape photography so you know we'll go out um actually a good example of this is back in august i went out on a little solo trip to southern utah um hit like bryce canyon and zion in a couple places and i got home and i was like oh these are good like i got some really good photos on this trip and now when i look back i'm like dang like i missed opportunities on these photos because i messed up these different things you know and it's like i i I was all excited about them and now when i look back i'm like they're not as good as i could have made them because i didn't do these things so it makes a really good like learning experience but then it also can be kind of discouraging so it's kind of you have to figure out how to manage that, and yeah, that's a whole thing. But yeah, I and mean, that's again, that's just a normal process of, yeah. of how you're getting better. Yeah, you know, everyone goes through that. I've been through that. Beatles, I'm assuming you've been through that. You know, I've been through it in volleyball as well. He's like, perfect. He yeah, Beatles is perfect. That's correct. But uh, like everyone goes through it. You know, like it's not something that you should be afraid of mm-hmm. or shy away from. You know, it's okay to have a little confidence going into something and feeling like you have made some headway there and you're getting better and even at some point that you think you're really good you mm-hmm. know because i tell you this all the time like i feel good about my work mm-hmm. i know it's good now i'm at the point i just really care what other people think about it or the, my career goals with it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me i'm not playing that game anymore but it's okay to feel good about your work but if you come into it especially when you're at the very beginning and you think oh i'm at the same level as everyone else here's like no you're not no. yeah like there's a lot of people we know we've seen on instagram it's like it's just proof like there's levels to this, yeah. you know, but it takes a long time to, to get there and to learn all these things. Yeah. You know? And it takes time to realize what the levels are. And I, I feel like, you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit in one of our previous episodes, but I feel like Instagram and social media just in general has kind of diminished the expected quality of photography work in a lot of people just because one, there's so much of it. And then there's so many people who get in and they're really active in the first, you know, one to three years of doing photography. They're really, really active on social media. They're excited about photography. And they're in a um, kind of a mediocre or like amateur phase. But they think we're really good because they get a lot of attention from, you know, social media, a lot of likes, a lot of comments and stuff. And that doesn't mean that they have necessarily bad work. Um, but that just means that they have limited experience in the field. And you don't really know what the different levels are at that point. Yeah. So. But I think the easiest way you can kind of 
combat that. It's just look around, you know? Yeah. Think about all the people we know. Like, this is, you know, again, I know I can say I'm a good photographer, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm confident in my work and everything. And but, you are, yeah. But, like, I look around, like, I can name you a handful of people off the top of my head. I'm like, this person's better. This person's better. Yeah. This person's better. And I see things every day that I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. You know? And, you know, it's just one of those things. You have to really be conscious of that and look around and be like, okay, I need to take stock of where I'm at. Yeah. And, you know, I can figure out how to keep getting better if that's what your goal is. Yeah. You know? Um, but I want to move into this a little bit here because you talked about, you know, how you haven't had an experience seeing before you got into commercial photography. You didn't really understand there's all these other things you didn't know about yet. Mm-hmm. Right? That's because, you know, at least for your situation, many people that we probably hang out with, they're in this bubble of social media. Yeah. Right? And social media is a perfect example of everything wrong with what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just, uh, you know, it's a it's a place where everyone's just handing out compliments left and right. Mm-hmm. They're very uncritical. No, you can say that's supportive and that's great. Yeah. But like realistically, if you're talking about how good of a photographer you are or want to be, a lot of times that's probably not the best place to go. No, yeah. You know, so give me a few points, Chandler, on how social media is detrimental to your progress and kind of, creates this whole Dunning-Kruger effect. Well, so I think, like, I mean, you kind of said it a little bit. You know, social media, and specifically Instagram as well, it really does exist, like, in a bubble. You know, there's this, you have a lot of, like, landscape, adventure, influencery type of photography. And a lot of the people who are active on social media in the photography sphere are kind of chasing that, I want to be a travel photographer. You know, I want to be a travel influencer adventure photographer. And... So that's really like all a lot of people are exposed to in the Instagram sphere, at least. But like there's, I don't know, there, there's a whole world of photography that exists outside of Instagram. There, there's all these photographers that are doing their things and they are working full time. You know, they're professional photographers who really don't use Instagram or social media that much. You know, obviously in today's day and age, you have to use it to, to market your business and things like that. But that's, you know, that's besides the point. But it's really important to look outside of the sphere of Instagram and see what other people are doing because there's a lot going on. Yeah. And I think there's two good examples of maybe people who have not caved into this, at least at the very moment. One I think is our buddy Bryce Doherty. Yeah. Yeah. I think we made the point, I think it was the last podcast. He's not very active on social media, Mm -hmm. you know, and part of that is because he doesn't need to be on social media. He's just a pro. You yeah. know, he's so good at what he does that he makes a living doing it and he has no need to show anything off on social media. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't need it. Yeah. And another one is our good buddy Nimit. You know, he told me uh, today or yesterday, I forget which it was, um, that he had deleted the app. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's a counselor going, but he's just deleted the app. He's like, I'm not <laughs> even on there now. And I'm That's like, funny. I didn't know dude, that. good for you, man. Yeah. It's like, but he, he sells prints and he, stuff. He, again, he sells prints. He doesn't need it. Yeah. But he's also like, you know, he knows who he is. He knows his worth. And like, he's not looking to social media for anything. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he's happy with who he is and what he's doing. And that's, again, if you want to be on social media, great, do that. But like, if you don't need it, then you should feel like it's okay to step back. Yeah. And like time. social media, if you want to be like a landscape photographer, social media and be, or being Big on social media isn't the only way to go about it. Because, I mean, a good example of this, I one of my favorite things to do is to go up to Park City and walk Main Street and hit all the photo galleries. There's a bunch of great photo galleries up in Park City Main Street. And 
I, one day, a couple years ago, I was up there. I was like, I wonder how much, we were in one particular gallery. I was like, I wonder how much, how many followers this guy has. And he's a huge gallery, right? And he's like, got all these incredible images. Just, I mean, he's one of the best photographers I've ever seen. And I pull up his Instagram and he's got like, I don't know, 2,000 followers. He's like tiny, tiny little following on Instagram. But he's got this gallery space in Park City. I just saw on social media, he's setting up one in like, I don't know, Italy or something like that. And the dude has like a tiny little following and it's like cause none of his work or none of his business comes from Instagram because there's so much of a world that exists outside of Instagram. Yeah. So. And it's just, I think, another good example of how like chasing the followers, chasing the likes, the comments, the shares, all that stuff, like to, to some point it's meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, that has no determination how good of a photographer you are yeah you know and i think great example in this room i don't know where you're at with followers b dotes where are you at i you think know? i hit 950 today yeah so you're at like twelve thousand. Mm -hmm. you're at basically a thousand we'll call it and i'm like 600 or something yeah right there is no determination in that if you look at it of how good you are because a lot of yours just came from bots from those reels yeah yeah that's all it is you know you just probably don't get out and shoot enough to really get the exposure yeah well and like I've noticed I average maybe 70 likes yeah. per photo. Yeah. you know, Maybe just people don't like me. No, we, that's, we love you. Just, we love you. <laughs> but it's like, like realistically, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. And I think of a handful of other people that have maybe a couple thousand or even lower than I am. Yeah. And they're great photographers. Yeah. Like the, the amount of followers you have is by no means indicative of your worth or your value or your skill. Yeah, definitely not. In this game. Because yeah. we see people all the time, too, have massive accounts, and all they do is just put up stupid little iPhone reels or iPhone photos, and it's like, anyone can do that. Yeah. But, you know, here we are. We're hiking up a mountain with thousands of dollars of expensive camera gear to go get a single photo, Yeah, and we get 70 likes on it. Yep. Yeah, I've come to terms, like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I, I like this picture. I'm going to post it. If people like it great yeah but yeah yeah and that's i mean that's the thing too is it's like you know i have the the following that i have you know about twelve thousand followers but like my photos if you're if we're breaking down like in like reach or whatever i don't know sometimes they reach 500 people and like but i've also like i've never gotten any work really from social media like i've never really tried to I mean, I, I, well, besides I guess those I, bots that want to make the murals out of your photos, yeah, just the yeah. <laughs> but everyone's <laughs> but, getting those. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know. It 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 depends. It really depends on like what you're what you're chasing too. You know, it depends on what you're doing. If you are really just wanting to be like a photography influencer, if that's if that's your career path, if that's what you want to do, go for it. You know, um, you have to be quite shameless to do that. But yeah, I mean, I just want to be some bot accounts muse. It's really. All I want. That's it. You know, I have a good handful of like Bitcoin investment. Do you accounts that follow me? I knew you had yeah. some yeah. shady business dealings over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got NFT bots messaging me every day. Like, I want to buy this yeah. picture. Is it available as an NFT? No. Yeah. My yeah. favorite is when people are like, not, not even people, bots are like, "Did you take this picture? It is very beautiful." I'm like, I did not. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but again, we're all talking about this stupid thing that happens on social media. It's a, a twisted game with bad incentives that pushes people to, to to chase things that, you know, just aren't worth it yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and so 
we've all been through this. Let's talk a little bit, Chandler, about how you can kind of get past this and see things for what they are and kind of push through and avoid any of these pitfalls. Yeah. Well, I think first off, it's it's important to really note and keep in mind that if you want to make it as a photographer full-time, and this is coming from somebody who still is like, you know, yeah, I might do this full-time, but I don't feel like I've made it yet. You know, I'm still trying to build this this career. And, but from my experience, if you want to make it as a photographer, you don't have to play the Instagram game. You don't have to do it all on social media. You know, in fact, I, my entire photography career has pretty much not been built on social media. You know, like I, I learned everything from just doing it hands-on and like getting the experience and working for a company to, you know, doing all this. And learning from me. And learning from you. Yes. Um, but I think that's the first thing is just, you don't have to do the social media game. You don't have to try to be an, an, a photography influencer. You can just be a photographer. You know, if you want to post your photos on social media, post your photos on social media. But realize that there are other ways to go about doing it. So. Yeah, I think along those lines, social media, it can be useful to you. Yeah. I mean, case in point, it's how we met. Yeah. It's how all of us met. Yeah. The entire community that we've built up through Bushwhackers was met through Instagram. Yeah. So it's like you can you can do all of this. Yeah, we're and not saying social media is bad. No, so. but you have to approach it in the right way. Yeah. And I think the point that I like to bring up, how you can kind of you know work around this and avoid these pitfalls, is to find someone. Again, this the perfect example is you and me. Find someone who you not only you trust, but two, you also like know will give you very serious feedback about your work. Yeah. If you're intent on getting better, and with you and me. There's no better example because we live together all the time with a computer and be like, hey, how's this photo look? Yeah. You know? And obviously, I'm joking half the time because I'm trying to put you down a little bit. <laughs> well, that's why I never send my stuff to him. I only send it to you. Just because yeah. I you know. know what's up, b yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> Just kidding. I send Chandler you say, a healthy you amount. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. But like the, the, the example I'm trying to uh, point out here is with you and me, we've grown a lot together mm-hmm. through the photography game. And we both respect each other's work greatly and our knowledge of the processes, not only of shooting, but of post-processing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if I ask you for an opinion on my work or you vice versa, we've done this many times. Like if I say something that, you know, I point something out that is wrong or bad about your photo, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. That must actually be pretty bad. Because if he's giving me some real feedback like that, that means he's serious. Yeah. And like, you know, think about it too, like, from this perspective. If you're going out finding friends, like say like us three, dude, like we're good friends. Like if you really want good, serious feedback, I'm going to give it to you. Like if your photo's bad, you're not going to like to hear what I have to say. That's what good friends do. But that's what good friends are for. Yeah. Like your good friend is going to make sure like you were actually progressing and, and keeping to a certain standard. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I put you down all the time. Right. <laughs> but but a good friend is going to be the person that is actually going to make sure you are trying to keep improving in the ways that you should be and not slacking off, doing bad things like whether it's photography or in life doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's what good friends are for. And that's like especially how you and me have grown through this process and gotten to where we are today because we've yeah. had so much time together that we've been able to really give each other the feedback that is necessary for that kind of growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. You've, you've got to find people who are willing to be able to give you good constructive feedback. So, Or else you're just not going to, like, it, it's hard to give it to yourself. You can, you know, like, I'm. that's something that luckily I'm 
pretty good at is giving myself constructive feedback, sometimes to a fault maybe, but you know, it, it's really, really important to find somebody who will do that with you. So you, you have to like find somebody who you feel is maybe at a, le- a level better than you are, a little level, level higher than you. Is this you admitting and, that I'm better than you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I just wanted that on record, just in case. That is not what this is. Um, but no, like you're right, because like you could, you know, and I'll tie this back into social media here, but you know, you could show your family or just your casual friends and they're going to say it looks great because they don't know any better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, or you go on social media, you could pretty much post anything you want and you're going to see fire, awesome photo. Yeah. Love this. And yeah. it's like, no one actually like really means it. Yeah. You know, like, sure, it's probably a good photo, you know, whatever. Yeah. If you got a good account, like, yeah, it's probably a good photo. But no one's actually going to like, oh, like, hey, you should try this next time. Yeah. Because that's not what Instagram is for. Yeah. Instagram's for just propping everyone up, making each other feel good. Yeah. While that can be beneficial to some people, like if you're trying to grow, you got to try to escape that. Yeah. To some degree. If yeah, especially if you're trying to grow. So I mean, it's it's fine. You if you're just doing photography for fun, it's a hobby, and you know you're just you're in it for the good time. Whatever, that's fine. But yeah, if you're trying to grow and if you're trying to be a good photographer, if you're trying to improve your craft, you have to be critical. You have to be. You have to find somebody who's going to give you that criticism. Yeah, and I think that is a good segue into at least the final point that I'd like to make um, that I had thought of for this episode, which is to really know what you're chasing yeah, and like what you're trying to do with your work. And again, I will offer myself as a perfect example of this. I've essentially given up (laughs) (laughs) and I don't care anymore. I mean, I just posted content from Thanksgiving meal. Bro, but it was the best Thanksgiving meal I've ever seen. Thanksgiving content, but... Like nobody else is out there posting. No, I mean, I basically, bangers. I'll say, made a name for myself with landscape photography, and here yeah. I am posting pictures of turkey dinner. Yeah, and your dog and BB guns. Yeah, BB I guns, mean, yeah. like, you know, it's just one of those things. Okay, but those those pictures of Decra, I got more you haven't seen yet. Oh, I'm so excited! I'm so yeah, excited. I got some good ones. Yeah, but again, I've kind of just like you know what, I'm done. Like, but that's partly because I've realized like one, photography is not really what i'm chasing anymore yeah like i don't care enough about it to to keep trying to learn and to grow i'm mm-hmm. satisfied with where i'm at i'm satisfied with what i've achieved and it's like you know i'm trying to pursue other things now yeah like more and more every day i am trying to like let go of the title or the identity of photographer yeah. and it's like so for me posting on social media now it's like yeah whatever i'm gonna post whatever i want yeah. it kind of makes it fun it does so, i enjoy it yeah like i actually enjoy being on instagram again say it makes you enjoy doing photography absolutely when there's not that much pressure it's yeah like i'm not trying to prove anything anymore yeah and it's a great feeling you know and not everyone's gonna be that way again you're still trying to make sure you have a really good representation of landscape or anything you want to get into Mm -hmm. and so it's a different game that we're playing now but you have to know what game it is you are trying to be involved with yeah and you know so you can take a healthier approach towards it and, and to try and achieve what you want to achieve yeah yeah, I agree. I mean, like, it, it's funny because we, we're, we're kind of in opposite camps on this because you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah, you know? I'm like, here's some turkey. Yeah, some turkey here, in my Here are my little cousins. Some great photos, though. Not going to lie. They were great. They really are. Little Dorothy's cute. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm kind of in the opposite camp where it's like I, I have all these hopes and dreams and aspirations. That, like, I would love to be. I have no hopes anymore. Yeah, you're you're a hopeless lost cause. Hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> 
What are you grinning at? <laughs> I'm just observing. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I have all these things that I want. I would, my dream would be to be a full-time landscape photographer. You know, that would be my absolute dream to do that, you know, like to lead workshops. Good, let's that make stuff. that happen so you can not be my podcast co-host anymore. <laughs> Is that what happens? I Dang think it. it might be what happens. Dang it. When you make it, you're done on this show. All right, fine. So think carefully about what you want. All right, I'll think carefully. That's why Luke's given up. He just wants to maintain his spot over there. Oh, This is my priority now. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, that makes sense. I'm just being removed. Slowly. Yeah. But surely. <laughs> That's what... Oh, I see. I see what's happening. Um, but no, like I, I would love to be able to do that full time. And I would love for that to just be what I do. I Like my dream has always been to have like my own gallery space. You know, like some... Like these guys up at Park City. Like that would be... My absolute dream. But realistically, that's really, really hard to do. And that is a that is a game that I'm not sure that I am willing to be able to do. So like I have to like come to terms with like, do I really want that that bad that I do all that hard work to be able to, to do that? And maybe I do. I don't, I don't really know yet. Like I'm still in this phase where I'm trying to just get better. I'm just trying to be the best landscape photographer that I can be. And while doing that, I have to still try to be a photographer in other aspects, so I have to learn how to be a professional photographer in the commercial world. And so it's like trying to make landscapes, still take them seriously, but then also realize that it's like kind of a hobby still, you know? It doesn't make money in YouTube, so it's like, it's mainly for fun. But um, yeah, I'm really just in this spot where like I'm just trying to be as good as I can get, so mainly for professional reasons. So Yeah, and you touched on something else there, too, that i kind of reverting back to a little bit here. But along the same lines of finding someone who can critique your work and stuff is to find people who can expose you to new things. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. actually just talking with uh, our buddy Saul Flores about this because um, he is taking a photography class at the U, and, I mean... He's an amazing photographer. I'm like, why is he taking a class? Exactly. And, we, and we talked about that exact thing. Like, you know, guys like us, like we were like, yeah, we, we don't need to take a photography class. But yeah. nonetheless, like we we're talking about, and there are still things in that class that he can learn. And mm -hmm. But maybe one of the other things is get exposed to that he wouldn't normally otherwise. I mean, he's, yeah. norm he's mainly a street guy. Mm -hmm. So he takes a lot of street photos working in whatever kind of light situation he's got. But in the class, you know, he got exposed to some film photography, yeah. like on big cameras. He mm -hmm. got exposed to some lighting techniques. And all that's... Exposed. <laughs> that's a Beatles joke for you there. <laughs> but, like, he got exposed to some of these things that he wouldn't normally get the chance to. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, he got to learn a little bit more about photography and the intricacies of how everything works together. Yeah. And so now, maybe he doesn't get to have strobes out in the middle of the street when he's shooting, right? Mm -hmm. But... He can understand how to look for lighting different ways now and how it can kind of bounce off things mm -hmm. and you know highlight features on someone's face or on a building. And now he can take that knowledge and to some degree it will improve his game. Yeah. And yeah. he's going to be better for it. Yeah. But you know, unless you can find a class at that, or fine. Again, I offer up if anyone wants to go out and shoot, I will go shoot with anyone. If you want to talk about portraits or landscapes, let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like find someone that can teach you something about it and actually learn from them. Yeah, and all these different skills, that's what that's one thing that's really cool about photography is all these different skills can work together with each other. So like working as a studio product photographer, 
you know, I was having to learn about strobes and lighting and how to get good lighting on people's faces and like products and everything like that. All of that knowledge that I got of, from working with lighting bled over into landscapes. So now I like, I look at lighting on landscapes so differently and it's completely changed how I shoot landscape photography from studio product photography to landscape photography. Like even that is, is intertwined. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's another good example. Um, my post today, I had my dog in it run through the woods and I believe there's a photo of my dad and my brother on a little balcony. If not, it's going to be on the next set so yeah. or some set soon, so hold out for that. But if you look closely, my dad is up on this little like wooden platform, and on his glasses, there's a reflection of the sun up there. And that was on purpose. Yeah, like, I made sure I had the right angle and waited for him to be in the right position to get that on his glasses. Mm -hmm. But it's stuff like that that if you're not thinking about, you're gonna miss. Yeah. And my glasses trick is something I do a lot. You know, if I'm out, people people have sunglasses. I'm like, hey, look, uh, look this way. I'm gonna be over here. And you done with me a couple times. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But it's something like if you don't get exposed to some of these different ideas or lighting techniques, whatever it is, you're just always going to miss because you don't know it's even a thing to look for. Yeah, just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like maybe maybe a key takeaway from this is like, um. While there is a lot that you can learn from observing photos on social media and talking with other photographers through like Instagram, for example, like I, I learned a ton, like I'm a very visual learner. So just by looking at other people's photos on, on Instagram, I, I can kind of figure out what's going on. I'm like, I, I like this look. I like what they're doing with this, like the way that they're handling their highlights in this photo. It, it like, there's a lot of things that I learned just from observing images, but unless you really like learn, I'm not saying you have to go take a photography class. But unless you really like try to learn, you're you're not. So there there's just there's there's too much. So yeah, and I think another again, finding all these different examples now that I'm really thinking about this. But yeah. another one too is when you're out shooting, like don't settle for something just because like yeah. that's what you normally would do. Yeah. And again, you can attest to this when I've been out shooting. If I'm trying to pose you up for a portrait shot, I'll be figuring out where I'm going to be, and if I don't like it, I'll be like ah. It's not it. Yeah. And I literally will just keep either trying to find it or I'll just give up. Like, hey, it's not going to work right now. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm searching for the photo yeah. and not like a photo. Yeah. And a lot of times if you think you're good enough already, you're just getting a photo. Yeah. You're not trying to get the photo that's going to really make your work stand out. Yeah. Learn to be picky. Yeah. You have to let I me, mean, that, that is a key. That's a real, uh, that's one thing that I've learned is, is one of the most important attributes that you can have as a photographer is to be extremely picky and to be extremely detail-oriented um, you know, in every type of photography. It doesn't matter if it's landscapes or product or you know, lifestyle or anything like that. Um, I mean, you gotta think about it too. A lot of like really high-end product photographers, they will bring, let's say, like a bottle into a product shoot and they'll set it up with their lights and everything like that. And they will spend a good amount of time just making sure that the lighting is right and then they'll take one photo because they have to make sure that everything is totally perfect before they take the image and then they take the photo and then they spend an hour, two hours just processing the photo because they know they got the shot and they need to edit the shot. Like they, they know exactly what they're looking for and they're being extremely meticulous and picky about it. Yeah. So now there's and that's one photo that's taking yeah. hours for one photo. Now there's a fine line too, between making sure you get out and shoot a lot. Cause that's part of, and that is part of it too. Well. Yeah. But yeah. there's a fine line, you know, go out and shoot a lot and then get picky about it. You yeah. Know? And then reverse, do the process over again, mm -hmm. you know? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's, there's a lot 
to this whole idea of, of learning and trying to figure out where you're at with stuff, taking stock of, of mm -hmm. your skill level and trying to, to keep growing, yep. you know? Um, like, it's, seriously, it's just an endless game that, yep. you, that you're going to play for the rest of your life. If whatever field you're going into, you know, again, I had the same thing when I was in volleyball. Yeah. You know, for a little while, I thought I was hot shit. I was like, I am a great coach. And then I read one line in Jocko Willink's book, and I was like, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's stuff like that. Like, you're going to go through these phases yeah. where you think you're really good, and then you kind of realize like, oh, yeah, man, I'm not. Yeah. But that's a good thing. It is and a good that's thing. how you should approach it. Yeah, and it can be really frustrating, but yeah, it is a yeah. really good thing. Like, you should never want to feel like you're the best one. Yeah. Like you should always be finding other people, surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you grow and can be role models for you to try to become more like. Yeah, it's like that whole concept of you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You always want to be the dumbest person in a room. You that know? or like you know you're the average of the five people you hang around the most. Yeah, that's why my photography sucks so much because I'm with Chandler all the time. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think that's uh, really all I got for today. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Yeah. Beat notes over to you. I don't have anything. You're good. Yeah. Okay. I think it was a good talk. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it gave us some more time. We think of even more things to add to this. There's a lot to talk about with this topic, but. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's all psychology, you know, diving into our brains. Yeah. But. Um, and we're not psychologists, but. No. You know, I was going to school for psychology for. Yeah. Like a little bit. Then you dropped out becoming a photographer. Yep. How's that going? It's, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, speaking of diving into things, we are going to dive in now to our final segment that we have been ending every episode uh, since we've gotten into Studio B here. Yeah. In the back of the table here, we got some items that make up a little, you know, background for us here. Every episode, we're adding one item to the table. Maybe little trinkets or whatever, some kind of meeting or connection to what we're talking about. doesn't matter. But we're going to add one more item to the table today. Chandler, what do you have for us? So I have something that actually kind of goes along with our topic of... Instagram, and uh, you can say it goes along with Instagram bangers. Oh my god! Because <laughs> we got the uh, the OG bushwhacker banger alarm, uh, which was a prop that we bought for one skit that we used. Or that We've we never did. used it since. We 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 literally yeah got it for one skit. We had all these plans for it, and we just never really did anything. But this is the the banger alarm. That one video we did was great. Though. It was great. It was it was awesome. Yeah, maybe we should uh, repurpose that. Bring it back to we'll life. We'll figure something out. Yeah. We may have to do an episode where we find people's pictures, throw them up on the screen, <laughs> hit the... Does this deserve a banger alarm? Yep. Yeah. I think uh, that's a banger idea right there. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Should that's we hit the alarm right now for that? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not plugged in, so I yeah. can't do that. But yeah, this is what we're adding to the table today. So the banger alarm, which is just a little random siren that we got on like I Amazon think, or something. I <laughs> think we could do a whole episode on the idea of bangers, yeah. but... Um, no, it's a good, it's a good app. You know, it's kind of symbolic of what we're talking about. Of, you know, find those bangers, but you know, also realize not everything's a banger. You know, and you gotta figure out what it's gonna look like to make really good photos. Yeah. Consistently, not just like, oh, this one's also amazing. It's like, mm, probably not. Yeah. There's this topic that's been going around a little bit on social media actually about the idea of not or avoiding banger hunting, as Peter McKinnon coined it. You know, like not everything has to be a banger. So well, that's all I'm hunting for these days. Yeah. Well, you take great Thanksgiving bangers. So that's what I do best. You're the Thanksgiving photographer. I'm Someone's got to do it. I'm going to hire you for my next Thanksgiving meal. Hey, I so. am available for Thanksgiving, everyone. If you guys want to hire me out. Yep. My rates are steep, though. They are. So, but no. that's because the content. That's because the content's is great. Fire. It's 
yeah. <laughs> and because on Thanksgiving he comes hungry, so. Exactly. I got to eat. Yep. Growing boy. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's a great add to the table today. If you're listening at home uh, and would like to send us something to throw on the table, we'd be happy to put it up here. Um, that's kind of what we want to do. No one's actually, only Courtney's given us something so far. But um, if you're out there listening, please send us something. Try to keep it a little smaller because we have only so much space back here. Mm-hmm. But though I might break that rule in a little while once I get my item from Georgia. But this um, mystery item. Yeah. Yes. But if you, if you want to send us something, please do. We'd love to put it up here and give you a shout out. So yeah. I think with that, we're going to end the episode today. Unless you guys got one last comment. I got nothing. Nope. All right. That's all we got, guys. We'll see you later. See ya.